You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. As, uh, as Thor said today, we are starting a brand new series, and that is titled Priority Mail. Bold faith can handle the truth. On social media, we're using the hashtag PriorityMailRCC. And we've been talking about bold faith over this past year. If you've been around with us, you uh, will know that bold faith just keeps coming up again and again and again. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. Bold faith means living a life of power. It means living a life of love and of self-discipline. Bold faith is strong enough to handle life's toughest of times, and it's strong enough to handle truth and correction. So I got a question for us this morning here as we get started with our Priority Mail series. How many of you like to receive mail? Really? That's very interesting. Because when I was a kid, I loved to receive mail. I don't know how much I like that anymore, but... Uh, how about packages in the mail? We like to receive packages in the mail, right? That we can agree on that. I remember when I was a kid, I loved getting mail, but you know, all the mail that I get today just seems to be junk. And um, when a box or a big envelope comes into the mail, you know it's something good, right? Or at least you hope it's something good. And I have to admit that Carrie and I, we're Amazon Prime junkies. Any other Amazon Prime junkies out there? Okay, two-day shipping, right? Free shipping, I mean free, because you pay once a year for it, but I love it. So if I, if I need something around the house and I don't have to drive a mile down the street, I just get on my phone and order it, and in two days it's there. I love that. And sometimes uh, I order stuff that we need around the house, and I forget that I ordered it when it comes in the mail. So a package arrives, I'm like, oh, right, what is this? And you open it up, oh, yeah, okay, I forgot, I ordered that. And like I said, as a kid, I was excited about the packages that came in the mail, but as an adult, I'm excited about the packages that come in the mail, but I bought the packages that come in the mail, so, you know, I had to pay for those. Um, Well, a few weeks ago, Carrie and I, we celebrated our 17th anniversary. Ah, thank you. And it just so happened that morning, I was out and about, the morning of our anniversary, Carrie sends me a text, and uh, she said, there's a huge, heavy package That was just delivered to our house. And I knew my response to her was not gonna be the greatest. It was gonna be the biggest letdown on our anniversary morning. And I texted her back and I said, it's a 50-pound bag of dog food. (laughs) Isn't that the worst? It was huge, it was heavy, and I saved a lot of money getting it on Amazon. But uh, yeah, sorry about that. How many of you do what I do when you grab a pile of mail out of your mailbox? I, I look at the sender and then I make, th- one of th- I make three piles, okay, depending on who the sender is. These, these piles are based on this one thing, who is the sender? It's all about the sender. So the first pile that I make is junk. Right off the bat, most of the mail is going into this pile these days, okay? I look at the sender. I don't even bother opening up that piece of mail straight to the trash, right? So that's the trash heap right off the bat. The second pile is the, hmm, I'm not sure pile, or the it can wait pile, okay? That usually ends up in the garbage as well, but at least I give it a chance and maybe I open it up and see what's inside. And then finally, there's this rare pile these days, 
And it gets me a little bit excited because it's from a sender that I know, that I care about. It's something that I'm excited about opening. Um, or, you know, worse, but still very important, maybe it's bills or something that I need to have, okay? So, uh, although most of my bills are electronic these days, not automated, but a lot of the mail that ends up in this rare pile is not going to be trashed, at least not right away, because it's important. It's from the sender. I also have a system of prioritizing my email, because while my physical mail pile has decreased over the years, my email, electronic mail pile, has increased over the years, and I get a ton of email every day. I have like too many email addresses right off the bat. I got five email addresses, which is insane. Maybe I should downsize. But I, I use this flagging system on my Apple mail program, so anything that I flag as red is what I call urgent. So I'm gonna get to it as soon as I can. I'm gonna give it my attention whenever I have the chance. An orange flag means it's important, but it can wait a little bit. And then the, uh, the blue flag, is it can wait until whenever, even if it's a year from now, okay? I, st I have stuff that's a year old in my blue flagged email box. So if you haven't heard from me in a year, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Junk mail is gone with a click of a mouse or a hit of a delete button. Spam folders, right? Didn't you wish you had a spam folder at your mailbox? Mailman could just go like this, spam and good mail. But spam mail ends up in my spam box. I don't even look at my, they give you a report every day and you can go back and unspam something. I don't even bother doing that. So if you got stuck in the spam folder, then I, I do apologize. I don't even look at my spam folder. So are you guys connecting with what I'm saying here today? Am I the only one that operates like this? I, I get nerdy sometimes about this stuff, but I like that. I share all of that to make this one simple point is that we all prioritize mail at some level. So the question is, whose mail is going to get open first? This new series that we have titled Priority Mail is really, it's a closer look at some of the letters that the author of Revelation wrote. Seven letters, actually, to seven different churches. And we can learn a lot from these letters. Our faith can be made stronger, our faith can be bolder if we just take heed to these lessons in these texts. The book of Revelation is a unique part of our Bible, and that's where we're at today in this series, the book of Revelation. It's also known as the Revelation of John, or the Apocalypse of John, or simply just Apocalypse. And it begins with the author, and the author, whoever the author is of Revelation, it's debated among scholars because it could be John the Apostle, or it could be a Christian prophet named John. There's a debate going on there on that. But in any case, this author, John, he's writing a letter to seven churches of Asia, and he's on this island of Patmos, and that's where he pens these letter, letters. And then later in the book of Revelation, John, John describes prophetic and apocalyptic visions, and that ultimately these visions culminate in the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the book ends, actually the whole Bible ends, with this vision of the new heavens and the new earth. But today we're going to start at the beginning of Revelation. So if you want, it'll be on the screen. You can turn in your Bibles with me if you would like. To Revelation chapter 1, we're starting in verse 1. And here's what it says. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what soon must take place. He made it known by sending his, to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. 
Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. So God blesses all who listen and all who obey this message that he sends. If we listen to and if we obey his message to us, he will bless us. Now, I'm not gonna define what blessing us is. You can define that in the context of your life as you look back and you see how God has blessed you when you've responded to the message that he's given to you at any point. But his word says that he will show favor to us. In other words, this is a good thing, right? Who wants to receive favor from the creator of the universe? I do. Do you like getting blessed? I love getting blessed. And I love getting blessed through the mail, right? So if you like that too, then the first thought here for you this morning in our Priority Mail series is this. Open mail from the one who blesses you. An open mail from the one who wants to help you because he sends us mail in a lot of different ways. He sends us mail through the scriptures. He sends us mail through other people, through prayer, by listening, by meditating, through church services like this, through many, many different ways. If you just open your heart and open your mind and wait for that message. He sends us information that we need to have. It's important. It's not always fun mail. All right, it's not always gonna give you the good tinglys and stuff. Sometimes it's, it's just necessary, hard truth that we need to hear from the one who made us. And this is good. And opening this mail means really processing it. It means really obeying the message that he has sent to us by acting on that message. Let me encourage you, don't put it off. Don't take this mail that God sends and put it in a stack of stuff to open later. Don't flag this mail with a posture of, I'll get to it when I get to. Any mail that comes from the one who created you and has a plan for you, take this mail and flag it as urgent. Take this mail and don't set it down. Open it, read it, digest it, ponder it, act on it, and grow from it. So we pick up in Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Side note, Asia was a Roman province in what is now Western Turkey. So it's not the same Asia that we know. So the seven, letter, seven churches in the province of Asia was really a Roman province. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. All the glory goes to him who loves us and who has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. All glory to him. This is Christ. Christ is the VIP here. He is the one who receives all the glory. He is the one who gets all the honor, all the praise. He is a very important person, right? And that's an understatement of great proportion. He is a superstar. And to receive mail from this kind of VIP, to receive mail from this kind of a superstar, what an honor and what a privilege it is for us. So what do we do with this? Well, the thought here is to open mail from the VIP. 
When you get something in the mail from a VIP, when you get something in the mail from a superstar, I don't know if any of you have. Once I got a letter from the president. It was one of those automated ones. Congratulations on making Eagle Scout. But I still have it. And I said, this is from the president of the United States. It was George H.W. Bush, right? Okay, back then. And um, I still have that. When you get mail from a superstar, when you get mail from a VIP, you open that mail. Well, I'm telling you what, church, we get mail from the VIP today even. The, the biggest VIP. What weight does it carry if it comes from a VIP? This is someone who has been there, right? This is someone who has battled hard and won. This is someone who gets it, who understands and sees those things that we don't see, that we cannot see. The big picture, the whole picture. So if that's true of Jesus Christ, this VIP who is sending us instructions, who is sending us encouragement on how to live out our faith and how to fulfill the plans and purposes that he's created us to, to fulfill, shouldn't we learn from his words? There's no greater instruction. There's no greater encouragement. There's no greater definition of purpose. There's no greater definition of the plans or revelation of the plans that he has for our lives than what comes from the VIP. And this VIP is the only way. John 10.30 records Jesus as saying this, I and the Father are one. And John 14.6, Jesus goes on to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And John 3.16, it says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him will find eternal life. And this VIP, not only is he the only way to eternal life with the Creator, not only is he the one who deserves all the glory because of his great sacrifice and his victory over sin and death and hell and the grave, he made this sacrifice and he fought this battle because of love. And the result of his sacrifice and the victory of his fight in love resulted in our freedom. So open mail from the one who loves you and frees you. Do we open mail from people who love us? Absolutely. You get a card in the mail and you see that it's from someone that, that loves you, you open that card up, don't you? And you'll never have someone love you more than how much Christ loves you. And that might be hard to understand. I and mean, we, we, we expect to hear that here at Riverside Community Church this morning, that nobody out there loves us more than Jesus Christ. But to really understand that and really comprehend that, we have to think for a moment. Never will anyone on this earth love us so deeply. No parent, no child, no spouse, no friend will love us more than Christ loves us. In fact, the difference is huge. So why wouldn't we open mail from someone who loves us this much? Why wouldn't we listen to the message? Why wouldn't we respond to his message with action and obedience? He knows best. He deserves the best. He gave the best, and he loves every single one of us the most. Picking up in Revelation 1, 6, it says, He has made us to be a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. What is a kingdom of priests? That's kind of weird, right? 
to sit here today as a church and say, okay, we're, we, everybody, we're a kingdom of priests. It's a little strange. What does that mean? First of all, above everything, it's a great honor and it's a great responsibility. Can we all agree on that? When he says that we are a kingdom of priests, I think we can all agree that is a great honor and that's a great responsibility at the same time. We are kings and we are priests because of the sacrifice of our VIP, Jesus Christ. We have a kingdom that he has given to us, his church. So we all have a purpose in this kingdom and that is to do what priests do, to mediate, to go to bat for the relationships of others with God. Our purpose as Christians is twofold. It is to inherit all that God has for us as his children by helping to rule a kingdom that was given to us as kings and as priests to help others come into right relationship with God. So it's this vertical, horizontal life to receive and to mediate, to help others to serve. So he calls us a kingdom of priests. He's given us something to do, a purpose, if we'll just heed his calling. So open mail from the one who gives you purpose. And he has given you purpose. There's a job assignment in the mail for every one of us. So open it up. God gives us purpose, and it's not just to take up space. I mean, at the end of our lives, who wants to say, and look, as we look back, oh, I took up space for all those years? No. He gives us purpose. The one who blesses us, who gives us favor, he's this VIP, the one who gave us the greatest gift of all time, and this gift is free. He has given you a gift, you a gift, you a gift. He's given me a gift. All of us have this gift, and it is free. We did not have to earn it. He has freely given it to us. But just because he gave us this free gift, just because we didn't have to earn this gift that's available to every single one of us, doesn't mean that we don't have hard work to do. In fact, on the contrary. And this is where his Mercy, compassion, and grace can get abused sometimes because we think, oh, the gift of salvation, the gift of life is just if I believe in Jesus Christ, it's a free gift. You're right. You don't have to earn it. You could never earn it. It was given to us, but we have work to do because of that gift. Hard work. He expects that we'll do something with this greatest gift. The gift of life that we have, the, the air that we breathe, just to be here, that is a gift. The gift of eternal life with our creator, that is a gift. The gift of salvation, the gift of a relationship with the one who made all things, these gifts would be wasted if we just sat around taking up space and wasting our lives. Why are you here? Four words. But this is one of the most significant questions that I think we'll need to ask ourselves all throughout our lives. Why am I here? Even last night, as I was falling asleep, obviously I was thinking of this message. But stuff like this always gets me thinking. And here I am about to turn 41. And I'm laying in bed and I'm saying, why am I here? Always asking myself that question. You see, your why has to be bigger than your what. What are you going to do today? 
What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do the next day? What are you going to do for a career? What person are you going to marry? What house are you going to buy? What college will you attend? What dream will you chase? Those are all great questions that they'll need to be answered. But your why has to be bigger than your what. Why are you here? Why are you still alive right now? Why do you want that job? Why do you like that girl? Why do you want that house? Why do you want to go to that school? Why do you need all that money? Because the creator of the universe, the one who has given you a purpose, the one who has called you his own, his child, he has given you more than you could ever earn, more than you could ever imagine, more than you'll ever deserve, right? He wants to be your why. Why God? God is love. Why love? Love is good. Why good? Because good creates while evil destroys. Your why has to be bigger than your what. And when? Now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't be late because you'll never know when the clock stops and then it's too late. Like every single day, live it like it were your last on earth. Let why be the first question that you ask when you wake up in the morning. Let why be the last answer when you go to bed and you see all that you did and all that you said. Your why is bigger than your what. I said your why has to be bigger than your what. Your why, it drives you through life. Your why defines your what. What do you do for a living? What did you do this past year? Now ask why. Why do you do what you do? Why do you have the job that you have? Why do you spend your time doing what you do with your time? Revelation 1.7 says, Look, he is coming with the clouds and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him. And all people on the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. The thought is, open mail from the one who is coming. Trust me on this. This time you want to be ready for his visit. We weren't ready the first time he came, but he's coming soon though. Maybe he doesn't return in our lifetime, but he'll be there on our last day, even so. And that day is rolling closer with every heartbeat and every breath that we take, right? Right? Because time keeps on slipping into the future. <laughs> time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Did you ever read the words of that? So feed the babies who don't have enough to eat. Shoe the children with no shoes on their feet. House the people living in the street. Oh, there's a solution. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Fly through the revolution because time keeps on slipping into the future. <laughs> the year I was born, 1976, Steve Miller Band. And time does just that, huh? It just keeps slipping into the future. I was born yesterday. But really, it's been already 41 years. 
I wish I could tell you that I spent all 41 of those years living out the purposes that the sender of those messages had for me. How about you? It's not too late, though, if we act now, right? I'm telling you, it's not too late if we act now. It's never too late. But don't waste another moment of our lives not responding to the sender's message. If you haven't heard or understood a single word that I've said so far, I say perk up and hear this, please. The sender is out there and he just finished penning a message. He folds up this message. He places it in an envelope and he addresses it to you. Every one of you, myself included, the postage has been paid in full. It's been dropped into your mailbox. And there it is. What are you going to do with it? Open this mail from the one who blesses you. Open this mail from the VIP. Open this mail from the one who loves you and who frees you. Open this mail from the one who gives you purpose. Open this mail from the one who is coming. The big thing today is this. Open mail from the sender. What's inside the mail today? It's an invitation to come. It's an invitation to go. He asks you to draw near to him. He asks you to hear him. He asks you to listen to him, to obey him, to live for him, to love him. And he's also sending you out. He's given you a job to do. That's why you're here. You're not here by accident. Even if by human standards, the world says you're an accident, biology says you're an accident, according to the creator of all things, you are not an accident. You are here for a purpose, not just to take up space. We have a reason for living this life that we've been given. So what are some of the envelopes that he puts his message in? How do these messages arrive to us? The church, the scriptures, confession and accountability, relationships and connect groups, serving, contributing, obeying. It's corporate and it's personal. There's a message out there for us corporately, like the one you hear today. We're all hearing the same message coming out of these lips here. But individually, every one of us is hearing a different message because the Holy Spirit is here today and he's taking this message and he's applying it to your heart, where you are right now, what you need to hear. So what you're hearing inside, go with that. Question is, which envelope do you need to open next? And when are you going to open it? I want to invite the worship team to come up. I want to invite us all to kind of bow our hearts today. Let's just pause for a moment before we move on. And I want to just create a little bit of room here for God's still small voice to whisper to our hearts and our minds today. Over the next 
almost two months here this summer, we're gonna be listening and hearing these messages that God has sent through the book of Revelation, through John, the author, to these seven churches, and they still apply to us today. That's why they're in the scriptures. They're in the scriptures because it's applicable to our lives today, not just because it's historical. But even today, with the overview of this series, God has a message for us, and it's a big one. And what is that message he's sending to you? What does the Holy Spirit ask of you today? I know I need this message. I know it speaks to my heart. And it challenges me once again. Maybe you're here this morning and Jesus is saying, come to me and find compassion. Come to me and I will show you mercy and I will forgive you. And you sit here this morning and you say, but I don't deserve it. You're right. None of us do. But the one who made all things the one who went to bat for you, the one who sacrificed his life when he didn't have to, the one who died on a cross, the one who was risen up from the grave, who ascended into heaven, this son of God, Jesus Christ, he has a gift for you and he wants you to take that gift. And it is wrapped in compassion, it is wrapped in mercy, it is wrapped in forgiveness. Maybe you're sitting here today and Jesus wants to tell you, come to me and find understanding. Come to me and find healing. Come to me and you will find wholeness. And if that's you this morning, would you just respond? And by inviting him and saying, Lord, I come. Maybe you're here this morning and Jesus is giving you this message. Come to me and you will find direction and I will give you strength and I will give you the courage to follow me in fulfilling the purposes and the plans that I have for you. I think we all need that too. I need all those things today. I need the compassion of God. I need his mercy today. I need God's forgiveness. I need a better understanding. I need healing. I need wholeness. I need direction. I need strength, God. I need courage. Let's pray. Lord, our hearts and our minds are open as we receive your message this morning. We know that we've been given a gift, a gift of life, a gift of eternity, a gift of salvation, and we thank you for this gift. It's a gift we don't deserve. And right now we make a commitment that we will not waste these gifts. Would you commit that with me today, church? 
Whisper to him this morning, I will not waste these gifts that you've given me. We will work hard throughout our lives to serve you and to serve others. We will live life to the fullest because it's a gift that you have given us. We will walk out our salvation and we will daily try with your help to live a life worthy of the salvation that we've received from your sacrifice. Whether that message on any given day is a message of correction, whether it's a message of instruction, whether it's a message of love, of rebuke, of encouragement, whatever that message may be on those days, God, we commit even right now to open those messages, to open that mail, to, to heed your words, to move into action, to apply them to our lives, and to always keep our eyes on both heaven and earth. For it's in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.